Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ladies and gentlemen, you're very welcome back to another episode of Hello Steve-O Podcast. Thank you so much for all the messages for last week's episode. The tour dates that you're all been asking about, Stephen Mullen Ouch is going on tour in 2023. More dates have been confirmed, and if you want to find out first about where I'll be touring, sign up to the mailing list on www.thestephenmullen.com. Today's very special guest is the wonderful comedy actor, stand-up comedian and actor, Deirdre O'Kane. For all the latest on Deirdre's tour shows, you can go to www.deirdreokane.net. Oh, I forgot, actually, before we do it. <laughs> if you'd like to support this independently made podcast, please do so by buying me a coffee. You can buy me as a once-off, you can do a subscription, whatever you would like to do. But I would love you to support this podcast that I make myself, all on my own. Do us a favor, buy us a coffee, and keep the podcast going now, officially. Let's do this. To yourself, you patronised yourself. No, you are like, well done, well done, Stephen. Good man, good man, turning on a machine there, Stephen. Oh well, it, oh, yeah. I people tell me I sound patronising, but it's not my intention. I have a friend, the exact same as that. Like she gives you a compliment, it's like, oh, you're doing such a great job. She's from Australia, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, that's the most sarcastic tone I've ever heard in my yeah, life. <laughs> I've been accused of that, yeah. So what were you saying about this room, sorry? It's a very, very nice room. It's like a what little garret. It's like a little writing garret that you'd want in Paris. Oh. It's not Paris now. I What's know, a garret now? What's a garret? Yeah, no, I don't, it's sorry. It's a little room at the top of a building, like a little attic room like this for, okay. for a writer. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. for all the great writers always had a little Wasn't garret. It, was it Joyce who went it's to Paris? It's a very romantic idea. Oh, is it? Yeah. It is. Have yeah. you got a garret, Deirdre? No. <laughs> would, you like, would you like a ga- Do you write in a shed? a shed? I've got a little home office thing at the back of the house, but I really write better in coffee shops, I think. Is there something about the, um, the people bo- around you? Energy, yeah. Um, people around you. Do you listen to music when you're writing? I try, my, I do my very best to, um, uh, yeah, I, but I can't, ha- I often find I can't have words. I have two modes, right? I've what? What are you? 
What do you what are you laughing? I'm just laughing at you with your two modes. Go on, tell well, me. Well, well, I have the. I think. I think there is the coffee shop element to it, and there is that energy to it when yeah. you're like there's people moving around, and you're just like bam, 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 and kind of it's like the moving around helps the moving thoughts in your head or something like that. Do you know what? Sometimes you just need a bit of change as well. Yes, I do a couple absolutely. of hours in the office, and then I go, I've had enough of this, and get yeah. up, I need to move. Yeah, and I I move this office around quite a lot as well. Like I'll move the table and chairs, and I'll kind of like put stuff in different places and all that kind of stuff, and mm. it'll mess the head around and then you kind of have to try and start again and kind of just re-challenges I'm quite you envious though that you have a little office to go to away from your house yeah yeah it's a it's a it's kind of great because you may, you'll come here you'll make yourself come yeah 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 well that was the that was one of the one of the, the main things of as well and I don't have room in, in my house I have a tiny desk that I bought off a lovely Jewish guy in Holloway Road um, that fits in the corner of my bedroom but it is tiny and you can't fit like you know what I mean it's like it's not and then you have people running around house screaming Whereas this is very nice size. You could live in here if you were stuck. Do you reckon? Well, well you, you could, stuck, yeah, like yeah, yeah. You could. I suppose you could. could Blow yeah. up an old Lilo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. So where do you? Well, so where do you write, Deirdre? I told you, I write no, in, in the little home office all the time, or, or the coffee shop. How, My how, bed has become a great place. I've got really? a, bed, a bed office now. My bed yeah. office, as I call it, I think it's the. Nothing to do with the energy crisis. I'm just, I just feel, oh, this is warm. Is it a little? Is a little? Um, a little thing on top, like kind of. My mom used to have this thing back in the '80s where it was like a the the surface of it was a lovely hard board. I think somebody made it for her, actually a and tray then, table. Yes, and then I had a little bean bag underneath it to sit. I on don't top. have one of those. Yeah, yeah, just a laptop. I actually don't write on a laptop. Go on. This is what I'm interested in. Yeah, pen and paper. Really? Yeah. Long. Form. I'd say I'm one of the last. Really. I just can't do it. I just don't like. Um, I don't like laptops. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Li- I can't write on them. But also, I rewrite sentences, so I'm constantly redrafting every sentence. So it's faster. Like I just find the pen faster. So you rewrite. So you'll write a sentence. Hello, my name is Deirdre, and then mm-hmm. you could. You could. You're not happy with that, so you go. Hello, my name is Deirdre. Well, Kane. every day when I, I go- start, every day when I'm starting to write, I'll go back over what I wrote the day before and rewrite it. Wow. Yeah, it's annoying because I'm not actually going forward and making progress but I am polishing it all the time uh, yeah I don't think but there's like because my I, I tend to find like in my last show that I, I did start to really put down it's, I mean a lot of it isn't on paper but I did start to put a lot of the last hour that I wrote on the laptop but the, that tends to be the last phase so there's a lot of note taking and there's a lot of faffing around the notebooks and there's a lot of like I have an idea book now that's that's just been part of my process up uh, up until yeah. recently where I have a book where that's for ideas and that's it and it can be it's full of shite like you know what I mean I've started making voice notes for my ideas very good I never yeah. have a pen and paper handy ever very but the good the voice notes are great aren't they yeah absolutely you do you get like, a random thought in the middle of the day and you some people just... like a voice note don't they Deirdre <laughs> Could be a podcast. I'm not, I'm not saying you and Jen. I'm going to get in are trouble because I'm going to put this down. Are you accusing me of making no, very no. long, leaving very long voice notes? No, I wasn't. I, as I, I said to I, you before. I was going to come across as sexist yeah, there. Yeah, but I told about you before, <laughs> just speed them up. Speed them up know, and get yeah. on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but my Isn't friend. That the beauty of them? My friend, I have an, um, it's the same Australian friend that I was just talking about there. Like, me, mate, sorry, it's six minutes. Six minutes. I'm not getting that back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's too long. long. Too long. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? It's too long. Way too long. I can't believe that. That's as long as your podcast. Six minutes talking to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) 
You are. You seem to be fascinated by that I aspect am of it. I'm amazed Go on. that you can do that. I can't believe you've done thirty minutes of a podcast talking to yourself. Mm. That's very difficult to know. And I have to say, and thank you to all the listeners that are listening right now. I got a lot of messages about last week's one that people seem to really enjoy the oh, you were talking the thought about process the now. of it. The oh, yeah, did you? Living did you in the now. Deirdre's a that. fan. She's listening. I, listen, well, I thought I'd better listen before I go in and <laughs> talk to this man. Uh, um, so, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and I don't look at that wasn't, I don't know, it, it doesn't happen overnight, I will say. So the first podcast I listened to, and I have to say, it definitely informs the way that you make them. And then you realize that loads of people who are mad into podcasts, like listen to a lot of them. I haven't a fucking clue of half of the formats and the way things are done out there at all. Lots of people are into series podcasts. Are you into them? Like, I'm not into them. Like, No. Re- you mean like um, West Cork or something like yes, that? Yes, exactly. That was yeah. huge, wasn't it? Massive. Neil Delamere got me onto one that was just the most creepiest fucking thing ever. It was just, it what was, was about, it called? It's called uh, Finding Warhead. Did you listen to that? I, I, the title alone would be enough for me to... Yeah, but it's not even to do with war. It's to do with the most grossest, massive paedophile ring around the whole oh, fucking no, world. Thanks. I'm like, ah, hey, no. he wants you to give me... He's like, ah, no. it's, fuck, it's unreal. It'll blow your mind. And it is blow your mind with regards to the story of it. I'll tell but you then at four episodes in, I'm like texting on, Neil, would you fuck off sending me this stuff? Yeah, yeah. Especially when you have kids. Like, Yeah, know. he hasn't got kids. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, happened I couldn't there. listen to that. <laughs> I was like, no fucking way. But if you don't have kids, but I mean, it's it's scary and uh, fascinating no, all equal measures. Would, no, that would freak me out beyond. But the first episode, the first podcast that I really listened to was, I'm probably a cliche as a comedian, was Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. We love a bit of Bill Burr. He's great, Isn't but he, he literally I've just, never listened to his podcast now. But, but he just, he, that, that's always what it is. He rarely has a guest on. He, he might, just talks away to himself. He talks away to himself. And he does, it, he does it twice a week. He does an hour and one day and he does half an hour another day. God, it's quite the skill. Maybe, yeah. maybe if you just have a few notes and ideas, then you can... Now, he, yeah, he, 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 well, he, he might do, but from what I understand, and from what I understand from people who know him, that's his way of exercising that part of the brain. So the, the ability to, because I mean, it's the same tool as you're, as you, as you're doing in your stand-up, essentially. Yeah, um, absolutely. You, you're, you're, if he will talk and try to find something funny, but he's using that exact same muscle. Now, it's obviously not like gag, 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 laugh, 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 but you can, once you get to know it a little bit better, you can see what he's at. But it's obviously good enough. I presume it's a successful podcast. Yeah. And he's a hilarious man anyway. Yeah, and he was doing it a long time, so he was doing very it. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. He was doing it before podcasts were huge and all that kind of thing. Well, I've started making the stories, right? Stories for Instagram. The Instagram Reels, stories, yeah. Reels, yeah. I should say. Not stories, because they're a bit longer. Yeah. And really forcing myself to make them, right? Yeah. Because it's Can I just tell the listeners, as you're telling this, like you are, you've furrowed brow, you've got... <laughs> The hands to your head. The thought like, of the thought of fucking the stress. Doing the stress of the, yeah. But it's just taken me ages to get used to talking to myself, looking looking into the phone camera thing. That's interesting. But, but now that I've made a few of them, I can feel myself kind of getting in the groove of it. Wow, that yeah. is interesting, isn't it? Because people think of stand-up comedians that are like, oh yeah, you can just. You can just do that, you know, and it is like, so, sorry, I didn't get to say, like, the talking to myself thing in the podcast, that took a while, like, I didn't start off, it wasn't easy at the start, and I did plenty of them that I never posted, And did you want to be talking to yourself, or would just nobody else talk to you? (laughs) There was an element of that. Avoid Stephen Mullen's podcast, don't, Don't if he asks you, if he asks you, don't go in. Well, Deirdre saying to herself right now, why didn't anyone else tell me that? Fuck fake. I'm getting it now. See, I'm, I'm literally sitting in the room going, oh, I get it now. We will have to explain how we ended up getting here was because like, I, Deirdre very okay. kindly gave me a trip, uh, a lift back from Ballycotton. I gave Comedy him a little Festival. trip. A little, a little trip. <laughs> I said, ah, I took him for a little trip. Yeah, he never yeah. gets out of Dublin. Anyway, 
No, get me a lift back. And then, uh, so that, that's where I trapped her into uh, doing my podcast. Which is how point. all comics get to know each other. It is. It really is. Long car journeys. But the reason I started doing the whole talking to myself it. thing. Carry on. <laughs> the reason. Dreading it. Oh, the here reason. we fucking go now. Small talk for three hours. Uh, <laughs> you don't, uh, as you said, as you. <laughs> Deirdre does not do a small talk, let me tell you. She does like flights from <laughs> Melbourne to London talk non stop, oh, apparently. True. Will I tell them that Telling story? Telling that story. That's brilliant. <laughs> Which, I mean, halfway when we got to Port Leash, I understood what the fuck was going on. Explain to them. I, I thought that you might be a bit worried that I, you'd be stuck in the car with me and we'd have nothing to say. <laughs> so, so That's making me laugh so hard now because I couldn't get out of the car quick enough. <laughs> anyway, to put you at your ease, wow. I told you that story. Yeah, to put me at my ease, yeah. I didn't I, want you to think I'm going to be sitting beside this fucking L one now <laughs> to say for three hours. Oh. So when I was coming back from Melbourne, Melbourne Comedy Festival, I had met a comedian called Jackie Clune, right. whom I loved instantly. We just clicked, you know the way you do. Yeah. And um, so we happened to be on the same flight flying back from Melbourne. We had only met a few days earlier. Right. And... Uh, so anyway, whatever way, we orchestrated to sit beside each other on the plane and we talked <laughs> the whole way <laughs> from Melbourne to London, which Fucking was... hell. How many hours would that be? Like, oh, I think it was about... It's a lot. Is it 20? It was 15, no? I think. It was, right, it okay. was like it was, it was long. Now 15, we, I now we hit the that. We hit the Prosecco or whatever it was. Oh, was that what um, it was? <laughs> well, we weren't was sober. No what do you think we were on tea? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But I would have thought, like, after a while of the drinking and all that, because if you just nod off and fall no, asleep, I mean... No, 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 we would so much to say. We drinking. could not stop talking. Jesus we just could Christ. not stop talking. And then at the end, well, now, Jackie has an amazing story, and I wanted to hear every single bit of it. So right. that was that. And we also, uh, we knew a journalist in common who had just died, so we, we made your conversation about that because she'd been at the funeral. She'd sung at right. the funeral. She's a great singer, Jackie. Right. Anyway, whatever, um, the steward came down... <laughs> At the end, when we landed, and he said, congratulations, I have never seen it. I have never seen it done. I have never seen anyone not draw breath from Melbourne to London. What a feat. I mean, I it think was. it's more than 15 hours, but like, think about 15 hours. Most people, are, are we uh, even awake 15 is, hours know. of the day? It could even be 12. Really? Like, can we, let's, we'll, we'll do a quick Google on that. Yeah. Really. Because if it, if it, maybe it wasn't. It's maybe it wasn't direct. I think it's 15 from Paris to Buenos Aires. Maybe but it, it could was be Singapore wrong. to London. I'm trying to think. It must have been the half the journey. It couldn't have been the whole. The whole thing, like Australia to London, is longer than that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're stopping in Singapore, right? Oh, the stopping as well. You're counting the stopping. Oh, that's fair enough, yeah. Well, I'm just kind of Siri, reckoning. how long does it take to fly from Melbourne to London? Don't be rolling your eyes. I'm here. laughing at this. <laughs> oh, it says 10 hours 45. Yeah, right. there you go. But that's a lot of talking. That's a, yeah, yeah. Now you do. Now, now you're obsessing. <laughs> I'd say no, that's a lot of talking. That's, that's a good achievement. <laughs> I'd say that's what it was. I'd say it was really Sing- right. Melbourne to Singapore, one or the other, one of the Yeah, yeah. Wow. Doesn't matter. That is impressive. Isn't so we it? weren't stuck for talking, but that's where I managed no, to. But we've been firm friends ever since then as well. Yeah. So and like really, we weren't. I mean, we got on the plane just knowing we liked each other, but yes. we didn't know we were going to become lifelong mates. Yeah, know? yeah. That's so, pretty cool. It is, it is that, is but cool. it's the, the, the journeys that make the bonds like that. It so how cool. could you be thinking that it's even difficult to speak on your own <laughs> on a microphone for half an hour? Because I wasn't on my own. I was talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is it? So what is it that you find difficult about that then? That like about if you're what? talking about the stories, if you've to if you've to talk to your own face and all that stuff. I find yeah, there's a few comics that don't like doing that. I suppose maybe I didn't at the start. 
But do you not feel like you're speaking to somebody else when you're doing a reel? I do, but I think probably my comic sensibility thinks, don't be doing this now unless you're being hilarious. You're going to bore the arse off everybody. Right. So I immediately put myself ah. under pressure to make it. But like, how many, what do you want to hear people talking shite for? Like, seriously, mm. it's not enough hours in the day. And I'm trying to sell tickets, obviously. Mm. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe I'm putting, putting myself under pressure to come up with some... So you didn't see what I posted yesterday, did you? I don't think so. Oh, I'm dying to tell you. You, <laughs> I can't, you, know, I, I, uh, you can't say it on a podcast. Uh, I can, of Oh, course. yeah, go on. Tell them, tell them. <laughs> I think I'm doing I don't know, Deirdre. I'm that time that I'm I... I'm dying to tell you this yeah. story in private, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, um, no. About the time I bought heroin in Barnard Street. Well, no, a- anybody who follows me on Instagram will, will have seen it because I posted it yesterday, but... Last weekend, I was at Galway Comedy Fest, yes? Yes. Drove down Thursday, did yes. Friday. Yeah. Came up for a show on Saturday, drove back Sunday. Anyway, on the way back on Sunday, <laughs> I pulled into the Circle K in Athlone. All right. And there's a there's a Supermax in that one. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yes, I do, I do. Right, get a cup of tea, whatever, blah. Go over to pay for the diesel, and the fellow says to me, um, were you here on Thursday? Oh, no. What? And I go, <laughs> I think so, yeah. He says, yeah. Yeah, no, you didn't pay for your diesel. And he goes and gets wow. a photograph of me from the CCTV. Wow. You should have seen how bad the picture was. I look, <laughs> I look like a, a thief in the night trying to steal off with the diesel. Horrendous photograph at the pump, walking from the pump, walking into the shop. Deirdre O'Kane, written across the top of it. Because, really? Yeah, because they'd gone in and had a look and went, that's Deirdre O'Kane <laughs> trying to not pay for diesel. Oh my Is that god! Not hilarious. So I what were they? What were they? Ha, did, did you ask? Did you, did you, I really died. But did you ask them what was the? Had they? They obviously told the guards or whatever. Had they? No, or? they didn't. He said I messaged you. He said I messaged you on Twitter. I messaged you on Instagram. Well, <laughs> 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 I didn't see any of it because obviously I don't follow the yeah, man yeah, in yeah. the fucking garage. Do you follow Circle K on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I might follow them now. Anyway, no. So, uh, so I didn't see any of it. I said, thank you for not going to the newspapers with that particularly horrific picture. Yeah, yeah. Sure, that happens all the time. I haven't even told Des yet, but he didn't pay for a coffee in my mate's place yesterday. But we say nothing about it, you know. He didn't pay for a coffee. Yeah, it's only a coffee, no. But since that happens all the time, you just forget. You just walk out. Like, you just kind of like, do you know what I mean? It's just, we'll be in our heads. Well, in fairness, in this particular garage, the, where if you get something from Supermax, you, you're paying at that till. You don't think... I'll go to another till now. Yes, there's yeah, absolutely. A, there's a yeah. flaw in the design. Yeah. And I turned into and my mother and I Deirdre? said, there's a flaw in your design. <laughs> you need to rethink your layout. Did you say yeah. that to him? I did. You did. <laughs> That's right, it's his fault, who works in a garage, who's fuck all to do with the architecture of the oh, structure of that oh, building. Oh, you're not the first. I said, I no. Didn't say that. Oh, you're not the first, and you won't be the last. I said, I won't, unless you change your design. Oh, and <laughs> that's photo. lovely anyway I took the photograph from him I said please can I have that so I, I took it on stage and Cherry the other night and you showed the audience brilliant I did yeah I missed a good it. laugh as well I must yeah. blow it up even bigger it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> I might ever make it my next poster date <laughs> 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 me at the pump Right, moving on to the next. I feel like you're not taking it this enough seriously, Jerry. Thank you very much. But oh, was I meant to take it seriously? <laughs> the irony, you know, comedians taking it seriously, you know. Anyway, that, that's another story. Um, I so we got emails in, right? People sending emails. On we the, there's no we. You're on your sorry, own. I'm sorry, you you get emails. Well, I, 
I meant me and my little Loner. friends. Okay. <laughs> All right. But uh, over the last few weeks, we get because we, uh, Taryn was on a few times, and we oh, were kind yeah, of doing some great. dating stuff and all that kind of crack. But. Um, we got also got like just general questions and general kind of like people want uh, asking me questions and I thought this one in particular would be good. Are they looking for advice from you? Well, like, well, <laughs> fuck off. <dude. laughs> that one did sound. I, lo- I love the way that you're like. Are, are they? Um, <laughs> just a question. Are so they you mad? Don't are have to nice? get so, uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. paranoid. I, lo- <laughs> <laughs> I love how dear just making me out to be the mental. You can't see her face, guys. That's why we need to film this stuff, right? She's like, are they looking for advice? She's like winking at me, going, "This. So what would you know, <laughs> right?" <laughs> okay. But the, the, I thought this would be interesting uh, for you, for you on because uh, anyway, it's a good question. Basically, it says, and I always keep the names, uh, whatever, anonymous. Let's well, call this guy John. This asked, is John. Have they asked you I just to keep them in general? I don't want to get in, tr- I don't get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. Anyway, right. Okay, um, good idea. Um, okay, hello, Steve-O. Love the pod. I've been listening for years. I'm delighted that you're back because I was away for a bit. Anyway, uh, I wanted to ask your advice on something. I haven't listened for years. I have picked up that you've worked in many jobs in life. It seems you've done many things, which I admire. In a way, it makes me frustrated at myself. I wanted to be a performer and then comma. And, uh, and actor. I have been involved with amateur productions on and off for years, yet I have other in- interests such as writing. I like to write plays and poems. Uh, now I'm in my 30s. I'm lucky that I'm in a career that I have a good life, but I feel like I should have jumped to pursue my artistic side years ago. Question is, is it too late to jump? And if I should jump, how should I pro- proceed? Thanks for every episode, John. So nice. There you go. They are nice. We've had we've had a bit of chit chat because some people mm. sometimes people get drunk on my Instagram right and they send messages and I always have to go just be nice it's okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no. I mean I can't believe he's thinking it's too late and he's in his thirties. So young. Oh really? Right. Okay. Thirties. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I mean, look at somebody like John Bishop who you met recently at Des's wedding. Great John point. Was great point. I don't know what he stand up. Oh, he was easily thirty, if not more. I think he was older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like I read his book, but I sure I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, yeah, because yeah. what, what kind of an age is John? John is John 60 now? John's, I don't know, he's in his 50s anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point, because I was, all I had in my head, I didn't even think of John, so that's a good, great shout, because he's only doing stand-up since 2011 or something like that, which is not that long. He was in a very good job. Yes, that's good, right. Good, permanent, pensionable job. He yeah. had kids to support. He had a partner. I yes. don't know if they were together when he started stand-up. I think they weren't. I think they split for a while and they got back together. Right. They? Um, so that's actually there you go that's go a great on, example read, certainly go and read John Bishop's book if you're looking for inspiration great about um, starting later there you go and I know Jimmy Card like I know he wasn't later Jimmy's but he was book in it's phenomenal yeah I didn't know not yet I heard I heard everybody going on about it it's a very very good read mm. very good read amazing really that's amazing. Well, I suppose because you know them. I, I didn't. I didn't naturally think of comedians straight away. But like I had in my head, Brendan Gleeson. I know he like. But I wasn't young acting. when I started. I was about twenty-eight. That's late for comedy. That's quite late. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-eight, and I was probably closer to thirty. Actually, I was. I was thirty. Yeah. Yeah, I was closer to thirty. <clears throat> I had been an actress now for ten years, but I was but, definitely closer to 30, 29, 30 which definitely when I started. I think there's a, well, I know I definitely had it when I was younger because I was like played uh, sports quite competitively <clears throat> in my teens. And I would go, when I would get to a, 
Like, say it was 14 or whatever, like, oh, the premiership's not happening, so I may as well just give up now. That kind of an attitude. Oh, which is at such 14. A, I know, which is, it's terrible. Heartbreaking, because so so you're a good footballer, right? So, yeah, but, and I, and I definitely got better as the older I got, and I enjoyed it a lot more. And I kind of do look back and go, I wish I had enjoyed it a lot more. And, and do you also think that you could have done it? Oh, I don't know. Should have, would have, could have. Probably not because I didn't have the mentality at the time, yeah, which is a huge part of it. Certainly talent Mm. wasn't an issue. I was no, like, Ronaldo or anything like that, but I, like, I had had specific talents. I had, vision was my, was definitely my big thing. I was able to see a pass that others wouldn't and then uh, it would happen and then all of a sudden someone else is through on goal. So what, what bit do you think was lacking that you didn't? Um, I didn't. Well, I mean, life. I, I kind of we moved at a wrong time, and I was mo- I was I moved to Dublin when I was fourteen, so I was at lots of different clubs, and then um, you, you have to be at the right club. So you for didn't this kind have like if if you'd had a bit of stability, and if you'd had a trainer who was looking at you saying, "Yes, I never Stephen, had that. You need to do this, never and you that. need to come up and come up ne- and join yeah, yeah, that yeah. club." Yeah, yeah. No, I never had that, mm-hmm. and I, I I pushed my way into playing. Uh, League of Ireland essentially I wanted a chance so I had one manager for one year when I was start I started playing senior football at 18 so all these guys were like 25 28 whatever like that and up they were a good bit older than me and that manager was a a brilliant man shout out to him called Mick Lawler who used to actually play for Ireland in the 70s and he had given me some tiny little pointers that really improved my game massively and then at the end of the season because the senior football here, the amateur senior football, runs the, the normal season between like August and May. Yeah. But the League of Ireland. Yeah, you see yeah. me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not that interested in the football. Su- it's summer soccer, girl, right? Girl yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to yeah. summer soccer. So basically, I could finish the amateur season, and then I said, "Can you get me into a League of Ireland team?" So he got me a trial at one place, and, and that was it. So nobody went scouting Which is, for me. That's not an easy thing to achieve, right? That's no, yeah, and I finished top goal scorer for the first team that I played for and all that. But, like, nobody was looking for me. Do you know what I mean? Nobody was, like, going, oh, this guy's so talented. We need to. That wasn't happening. There was no, yeah. there was nobody looking at, at any of that. Yeah. Like, I played her, uh, Dublin minor hurling and all that kind of stuff. But that, wow. that constant um, thing in my head of, like, I'm too old or I'm not going to be successful at this now, it was, like... That was in my head as soon as I started playing, like, you know, which is so wrong. I wonder wrong. why. I wonder why, though. Where did it come from? Because I think you hear you hear the stories, which we don't know, listen to enough now that they're the exceptions of, like, you know, such and such was playing senior football. Wayne Rooney was playing for Everton since he was 16, for example. And you start doing that. And it's just like, I know, why do no we do point, that? There's no point, because that's not everybody's trajectory, is it? Exactly, it's, you know. And uh, Here's a question for you. Yes. Do you think there's a link between doing well say at sport at a young age and then going on to become a performer as in being used to having a bit of whatever it is pat on the back bit of praise do you think there's a link between pursuing what you did pursue interesting question because i was going to ask you i was thinking about this i was like oh dear like that question earlier on and the question i had which is very much related to that is like how important is it as a performer to feel that you're loved it's kind of everything, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I'm obviously very, very needy. That's what I've always. But thought. is it needy as well, though, or like? Because I, I, I had well, that. It's a part of it for sure. It has to be. But, but going back to the, my asking you, but the football, I was, mm. I was a dancer. I was a champion Irish dancer since oh, when right. I was a child of Irish dancing. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I just think that once you get used to hearing applause and mm. getting a pat on the back for being, mm. you, you just that's you're hooked it's an addiction yeah yeah i think it's you need 
I definitely needed to be in a spotlight for 100%. That was, that was not, I was not going to be shying off in the corner. Yeah. yeah. I think you're probably, I, I'm just realizing as you said that, you'll probably talk to people that used to play with me and they'll go, <laughs> yeah, he did want to do his, because I would do my own thing as well a little bit in the game and the, dri- the manager would be fucking driven up the walls, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. But, I, but, I put, well, there you go. but I put it through his and legs. there's the link to the solo podcast <laughs> right there. <laughs> I but do I, things on my own. I'm not a team player. Uh, and, uh, That's yeah. not true. You no, are, yeah, I've, you been, are. I've been very good. I was, I know I get, the, you know, there's moments of it and all. I, well, I did end up being a good team player, but I had to change my game. Anyway, that's another fucking story. But I don't know about the praising and how that links to the performance. I find this could be, it's different for everybody. I find... Uh, Praise this, isn't the right word. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not um, about that. It's applause. It's, it's, it's recognition. Uh, it's recognition. Yeah, yeah exactly. that you exist. I think that's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's good. What it is. Man, saw you on the pitch the other day. People are talking about you. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. done, dear. Did you get another trophy? You yes, good girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just the recognition that yeah. you exist. I think that's what yeah. it is. So, yeah. there you go. Great tips for John here. Read the other John's book, John Bishop. Thirties is not Carr, too late. We think, but the the other thing I think that stops people jumping ship is depends on their personal circumstances. Mm. So if you've got a mortgage or you've got kids to look after, then you, yeah. you're not going to do that. But you know, you can stand up doesn't have to be a full time job for a long time. I know people or any kind of art. That's the I wish people had said this to me about everything that I pursued earlier on is like it doesn't have to be this or that. It doesn't no, have sure to be. Randy Doyle wrote all of his stuff, initial yeah. stuff while he was when still he was a teaching. school teacher with a full time job, as did herself. Yeah. Mrs. Harry Potter, what's her name? Um everybody hates her now, isn't it? Um Jesus, why can't I remember her name? Oh, the, 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 <laughs> That's J.K. Rowling. Well done. Fucking hell. Woo. Well um, done, not in a patronizing way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other thing that I was going to on the... Oh, John B. Keane as well. He owned the pub all the time. He wrote all those plays. So he'd be sitting it's at the back of the bar writing idea. his thing. I'd yeah. quite like to run a pub. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do something else. I think you'd run a try, dear George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drink the profits. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I, but that is a great point. I don't think we uh, in artists enough. Certainly, when I started out in acting, it was a big thing. And when uh, in comedy, I remember in London as well, it was a big thing to say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm full time now." Like it's just like, yeah, but you're playing to kids and fucking, you're doing miserable work or whatever. Or like, you know, it, it became yeah. a status thing to say whether you're a professional or not, and that had no bearing as to whether your art was getting any better or not. No, of course not. It doesn't. Yeah, that's just a snobbery thing. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. And I do love the people. Garod's always been great about it. Of like, yeah, you got to work. You got to work. You know, you got to do a job. You got to do a job. Like the bills have to be paid. The bills off, have so to be paid. The That's rent. It. So basically, go for it and don't have to jump. Don't jump too no, soon. I don't have to. Sorry. Read John Bish's book and read Jimmy Carr's book. Don't if be you're t- looking for inspiration, yeah. Inspiration. Have you not got a book yet, Deirdre? I will never. <laughs> really? <laughs> too many secrets. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, to listening to this week's episode of Hello Steve-O Podcast. This is an independently made podcast, i.e. I'm making it my own. Nobody's helping me with it. I do all the recording and all the kind of crack and blah, 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 blah. And if you would like to support me in the continuing of making this podcast and uh, help me to buy a new laptop, <laughs> you can support me by clicking the link in the description to this podcast and you can buy me a coffee or you can sign up to buy me a coffee every whatever week or month or whatever it is that you want i appreciate the support and thank you to everybody who has bought me a copy so far you are too kind thank you very much right back to the show one of the things that i was most shocked 
to, and you're probably sick of answering these questions, but I was most shocked to hear was, certainly the last, I could, maybe I got this wrong, but that Intermission is one of my favourite films of all time. It's a comfort film for me. I love watching it. I rewatched it again in anticipation of us meeting today. And I think you told me the last time that you hadn't watched it. I haven't watched it since. <laughs> since back then. I don't even know if I watched it fully at the time. I think I might have watched it once. You might have watched it once. Back, right back. way back. Way back How many years old is it anyway? I, I mean, think it's, it's coming up for 20, I think. Is yeah, it? I think it's uh, 2001. Uh, I'm not sure, but I watched it. I mean, I tell well, there might be a few. Uh, it might come up now. People might start watching it if there's a big anniversary coming up or something. Oh, sorry. It says here on, uh, on IMD, it says 2003. But, um, but there's a particular <laughs> age group. Yes. I don't know if it's yours or what, but it there's a be. lot of people who know that film, every word of it, yeah. every frame of it. So I still get stopped all yeah. the time for something I did 20 years ago Yeah, to say, oh, intermission. Get like your the fucking taxi drivers off get me. Get your fucking maulers <laughs> off me. But it is, it, is that, it is that film like the Roddy Doyle films that have lines in it that people still yeah. use to this day. Like, like ah, my, yeah. we'd say it in text to each other that certain that's fucking delish, man. You know, the stuff like that, you know, yeah. that, that those types of lines that we would definitely still say to each other for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, it's just one of those films, just one of those classics that certain people just adored and just watched it over and over again. But Paths to Freedom is very similar. I get it yes. from Paths to Freedom as well. Yeah. And I, I missed that TV show because I watched Spin the Bottle the other day, which is... The, so the TV show was first and then they made Spin the Bottle off the back of the TV show working. Yeah. And uh, But I do remember seeing you on TV once in Spin the Bottle, all right? You, you were playing a... I think I was in Spin the Bottle. No, sorry, sorry, in Paths of Freedom. Sorry, oh, sorry, yeah. in Paths of Freedom. Yeah, yeah. Right. I keep saying that to you. I've said that to you about three I times. Think you like, have, yeah. And you're like, I, really I don't loved think it. I was in I that really movie. I really loved you in Spin the Bottle. Well, I'm <laughs> delighted for you. I wasn't in it. <laughs> but I'll take the compliment. Whatever you think I did. It's the recognition, isn't it? <laughs> um, but you, so you, you, you never watched them at all. But I was, because I was even like, I knew where certain scenes had been shot. Like that scene of get your fucking maulers off me. Do you know where that was? Because I'm I pretty don't. sure it's on the green in, um, in Carpenter's Town in Dublin 15. Yeah. I remember to. asking about that. And because I thought it'd be a real good in, you know, so I could talk to you about the work that you did. I was like, and do you remember you did that scene? And you're like, I didn't have fucking clue where I was. You said, I get in the car and I get out of the car. But you know, <laughs> you know, when you're working on a film, you're picked up at whatever. Yes. Five or yeah, six yeah, yeah. in the morning, yeah, you get yeah. into the That's back fair. of a cab. You get into into a car. You you try to go back to sleep for half an hour. And yeah, you don't watch true. where they're going. Yeah. And people are always saying to me, "Where did you shoot that?" I'm like, what "The fuck do you think I am? Looking out the window, looking for." <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't know or care. I just, I'm trying to learn my lines. <laughs> and what so, was it? Was it was it great to work on? Was it? Did you love it? Was it? You know? It did you know it was going to be special at the time? I actually did know it was going to be. Special. Right. I knew when I read the script it was going to be special, and I the read through. You know, a table read, it's probably one of my favorite things right. to do as an actor is the table read. Right, why? I like it more than the shoot. I, like, I was always the same in, with theater and plays. I love the table read. You know, it's just the coming together of the actors and the script and sitting down to read it. I just love when the thing, when you can hear it coming off the page for yeah. the first time. Okay, okay. It's the excitement, yeah. It's just something very special about that day, I think. The table read day, I just love it. Uh, but anyway, on this particular table read, it was, it was a very sexy table read. There was a lot, there was a lot, of, there was a lot of nice people around the table. Nice and people. <laughs> nice, nice to look at. Name names, Deirdre. Nice to look at. I, uh, well, you've got the cast. Yeah, everyone knows, yeah. There. Colin Farrell, Killian um, Murphy. I forgot about do you know what I forgot about to talk to you about the other day was uh, Colin Meany Colin his Meany, character Colin Meany was hilarious amazing yeah. everybody the word, you name it everyone yeah, yeah. was in that film yeah I mean there was just so many actors Kelly uh, MacDonald Kelly brilliant. that's right Kelly my yeah. god and uh, 
the other one with Shirley the, Henderson with the, Shirley that's the Twyva Ronnie oh you know Shirley Tom Henderson Selleck with oh, the, the little high pitched voice yes yeah. um, uh, Rory Keane and Lawrence Rory Kinlan. and Lawrence you see Michael McMahon Michael McHatton, obviously yeah amazing I mean yeah. Michael was my husband was he yes he was yeah. <laughs> I've had a lot of husbands I've had a lot of stage husbands <laughs> you, you forgot that you beat the shit out of him outside of the bank I won't forget because the next day I couldn't move I, was, I couldn't get out of the bed Oh, because the the pain of all. I was so physic. I was so sore physically. Right. It was like John Crowley directed that film. He's a great director, but he made me do that scene <laughs> fifteen times. Beat the <laughs> shit out of Mac outside of Mac. I was broken, and I, you can't tell a director that you're. I just stitch. I was sweating buckets. I was in bits. Oh really? Afterwards, so you wouldn't? You, you wouldn't I was say it to him? It full oh no, I know. But you wouldn't say it to him. I'm How fucked. How could you say it to him? You're a young actor trying to get on in the world. You can't go. Actually, I'm not fit enough for this. Really. <laughs> I was just in bits. I couldn't believe every time they said, take, take seven, take nine. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. That is one thing that does annoy me on set is that they don't seem to have appreciation for like, because everybody else in the crew is just like, it's just another take. And you're like, it's not just another take. I'm having to run up and down a fucking field here or whatever, whatever it is. If I had been a, a known actor of any kind, I would have been saying, I'll do three takes of this. Right. You know, or do the wide, yeah. shoot yeah. the wide, get me on the yeah. pick up with the two cameras and I'm doing one close up, maybe yeah. two. That's it. Yeah. Because the shot that they use in the end was a fairly far off shot. Oh, yeah. Well, Jesus, you can't even see the fight. They could have put somebody else in. <laughs> they actually could. They could have put a stand in. You can see I, your face for a I second. Was a bit. <laughs> and the next day, I will never forget it as long as if I could not move yeah. out of the bed. Out of, yeah, just muscles yeah. aching after it. It was the same. I felt the o- only other time in my life I felt the same was the day I woke up to do the final of Dancing with the Stars. I couldn't move. Oh, really? I couldn't get out of the bed. Because of the training. I was broken. I was yeah. just broken. I was just, I just couldn't move. I, does not, I, I do find that infuriating that they don't have any sensitivity to what you're going through. And I, 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 did, a, I did a film in lockdown where I had to go and try and... Uh, the gag was basically that I'm trying to open this door and I won't feckin' open, so I start taking a run and hitting it with my shoulder and all this kind of stuff. But the actual door for the thing, you know, opens quite fine, do you know what I mean? It actually opens very easy, so you had to fake the fact that it wouldn't open. So they had a guy on the other side holding the door shut, so no matter how hard I hit it, he was fully pushed against it and that door wouldn't open. Okay, so the you're really hurting your shoulder. Uh, well, little, not, 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 no, no, it wasn't too much. It was just like okay. you can give it a shove. No, nothing. I was able to fake that and kind of like fake jump into it, and not have to hurt myself too much. Did the fucker go on a cigarette break for one of the takes? I go flying through the fucking door. Oh there was no God. one there. I literally went, boom, boom, hit my face oh. off the door frame, go straight through, hit the oh wall of the room God. behind. I was like, uh, hello, and like <laughs> your man was. He was just standing to the side. I was like, oh, was it a take there? <laughs> That's horrendous. Yeah, it's not. You really could have hurt yourself. No, you I really could have. But that was uh, no. I, I caught. I caught my nose on the door frame. Oh my God. But I went flying through the fucking thing. But of course, like I know it's uh, in my head. I was like, that is actually funny. But then when you're in pain, I'm like, and you're you're embarrassed and as well. And all actors have these stories. Like they're they're horrendous. Yeah. The yeah. things that happen. Yeah, my first job, that's the one thing we have in common, our first ever job in entertainment was with Druid. Yeah. And my first job with Druid in rehearsals, my character is at the table and I'm leaning back on the back two legs of the, of the chair. Yeah. <laughs> one night, the fucking, and I think it was a, it was a dress rehearsal, I don't think it was in front of an audience, the, the chair just fucking gave way. <laughs> Boom, legs in the air. There's nothing more mortifying to be on your first job and like you've Sarah Green and Charlie Murphy and Keith, Ashley O'Sullivan are there, like, so we know these big, Great actors. We were in fine 
company, weren't you? I was fine company to make a show of myself and have my arse in the air. Fall on your arse. <laughs> <laughs> How far into the run were you? I think it was before it went up in Galway because they they ended up re for um. It was like dress rehearsals and all that kind of stuff. So we hadn't it hadn't gone up fully yet. And what was Gary? I'd like to have heard Gary's note too. Was Gary directing? No, she did. Yeah, she at that point she was just like it was. Um, it was just That's like Gary they were Hines checking now. if they're all for right. The, Gary Hines, the, yeah. the first infamous. woman to ever win a Tony Award Correct. for directing. Yeah, it's quite the accolade. Quite impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she was. Uh, she was. She had some funny notes when, like, I remember my character was supposed to be re- really like angry and burst into the room. I'm going, I'm taking the money and I'm running or whatever like that shit, you know. <laughs> and she said, "Okay, hold it there." Like, I had a burst in the door and. Uh, and it was one of the fake doors in the rehearsal so they just put in a door so that you had to walk through it for the, for the purpose of the rehearsals and this was in the cricket club you know the Leinster cricket club you yeah. know and uh, okay hold it there and she gives like Charlie can you do this Terry can you do that and then she comes to me and I'm like <laughs> my first time she goes and uh, John Wayne chill out there will you <laughs> That's such a classic Gary such comment. Such a cut down. Such a fucking cut I told down. You, I, told, I think I might have told you this story. I don't know. From Ballycotton. Um, when she directed me in a one-woman show. Right? Oh, yeah. You'd mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. And That's I was fun. desperate for a bit of praise. I mean, absolutely <laughs> desperate. Uh, I was literally like a puppy dog. I remember when we did the tech, I was literally like this. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, please, for the love of God, yeah. woman. Tell yeah. me, tell yeah, me yeah. I'm doing a good job here. And she was chatting away through the lights with... Uh, one of the techie guys and then she said and that was very good and the door came in and the lighting was there and that was beautiful Barry <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God everybody in the room literally just fell around laughing really? because we were, they were sure she was just going to do it on purpose and no good of praise right, yeah, but yeah. no that was beautiful Barry I think that's one of the most brutal things about being being an actor, that's why you need the recognition of the praise because you, you you have to use your emotions. And I'm not really good at like kind of separating like that. It's that it's just the job because if you go there with the emotion, I find it's like very it's very difficult to. Um, you feel embarrassed unless you get okay. You're okay. At least somebody recognizes that you're in that place. It's the most humiliating. <laughs> it's so humiliating job in the world. Yeah. it's like you you just prepare to make a fool of yourself. Yes, you, you really do. do. Yeah. Quite, you know, and you're the rehearsal room. That's why it has to be a very safe space. Yes, because it's mortifying. Mm. It's mortifying. You're trying stuff out and you feel like a dope. And isn't it weird that then we kind of refer? Because again, you and I both have the same trajectory: acting into stand up. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that about stand up for some reason. No. You just die on your arse. <laughs> and that's fine, you know, we're kind of fine. used to dying on our arse, but it's like, uh, it's it's like the safety of the, uh, we don't have to put those raw emotions out there. I think that's the thing. Well, it's also your voice. You're not, you're not being another character, which is outside of your body, yeah. that you're trying to create this thing. You, yeah. you have also written Persona, it. Yeah. You've written it, right? So you're comfortable with what you've written. Mm. It's mostly, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But being an actor, it's mortifying. I remember, I remember listening to um, Tina Fey and uh, what's her name, who I love, Amy Poehler, talking yes. about this and saying, it's absolutely mortifying. And I thought, they're right, it is. You mm. really need to be incredibly comfortable. And that's where I really would have loved to have trained. I should have gone to drama school. I needed it. I mm. needed it very badly. But yeah. there wasn't anything. There was nothing. At the Not time. in them days. No. I, uh, did. I mean, there was. There were schools in London, but it didn't even enter my head to go. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Different times, different times. I do enjoy that, like the. I I I often wonder is that like that I did I go end up to stand up because it's like the buffer of like 
not having to deal with the emotion by making people laugh. Like there's a separation between my emotions and what's going on underneath artistically. Because once I make them laugh, it's just like they're not looking at the real thing that I'm struggling with. Does that make sense? Like if something's pissing me off or I'm upset about something, it's like I translate it to make other people laugh. And yet I still get to express that little bit of anger or sadness or, or whatever is inside me yeah, that's well annoying that's me. that's the perfect, you know. It's that's, the perfect that's, buffer. Yeah. That's all the correct ingredients to be a stand-up comic, right? Mm. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to hide it, like, yeah, like, yeah you have to hide it. It comes from that, from those dark places or whatever. But yeah, you have but to. anytime anything bad happens to you in your life, it it becomes <laughs> yeah. a bit of stand-up. Well, certainly for me, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'll never forget it when I had my first child. I thought <laughs> we got a half an hour out of this shit show. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a great show. Push, <laughs> and it was. It was a great half hour. <laughs> Uh, there's not many mothers on the. Uh, there's you, Emma Dorn, on the, around these parts. Is there a lot uh, of no, mothers? There's a lot more now. Is there? There's a lot more now. But the, well, yeah, there were none. I mean, I suppose actually we're still in, well, very much in the minority. But uh, Sue Collins, uh, the Dirt Birds, they're both yeah. mothers, aren't they? Yeah. Um, who else? Exactly. <laughs> 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 but is it like, yeah, it's fucking, it's not easy. I suppose there's loads of dads, I suppose. So what's the difference? But I mean. What's the difference? Well, yeah, do you want gonna, me to tell you? Can I edit that out? <laughs> can I cut that bit out? Well, the reason I... Uh, yeah. No, but they're obviously children. Or as much as this fucking pisses people off, it's just fucking biology, isn't it? The children are far more reliant and closer to the mother than they are the father. Not necessarily all the time, but I mean, I think the majority... Particularly in the early, those early years. Of course, years, those, yeah. At the beginning, yeah. I genuinely went through... I know it's a bit like, but I did want... I did genuinely want breasts at one stage. I was like, I was so jealous of not being able to breastfeed. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Genuinely, like that's the first I've never heard that really before. Yeah, it's like why it's would anybody want to breastfeed? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> As a woman, why I tried. The fuck would you want to do that? Nightmare. You'd be talking to other women. What are you doing that for? <laughs> no, I lasted three weeks the first time, and I did nothing the second time. And the second time, I remember being in the hospital, and the nurse saying to me, "And are you going to feed her yourself, Deirdre?" Yeah. And I said, "I am." Yeah, there's spoon, the cow yeah. gate number three. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, going to feed her that yeah, myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, then no, I've never heard. Uh, I've never heard of a bloke wanting to breastfeed. <laughs> it's a bit weird. You're now making it. You're making it fucking weird, dude. I've never heard of a bloke wanting. <laughs> you're now making it like I told you. You're different. <laughs> It's not. I don't mean it like that. What I mean, you're genuinely like that. As soon okay, as I said it, by said the way, the fucking look in your eyes, and you're like, "What?" Well, I'm okay, but I'll repeat the sentence. I did wish I'd had a pair of breasts. Was what you said? It's just a bit weird. True, but I, I, I'm just not articulating it very well. It's the jealousy of the intimacy okay, of the okay. moment oh, that a mother that. has with the child that. that you just do not get. You do not. Get. I remember. I like never forget the first time that I fed my daughter. Like, and uh, you know, I've been waiting for months to be able to do that because she wouldn't do the the bottling. And look, I and also look. I know breastfeeding, but is that's very why. Difficult. That's why because she was on the boob for months. Yeah. So you didn't get to. Yeah, you yeah. weren't feeding her a bottle but, but, straight away. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Because yeah, we didn't. She, so you she can was, blame your missus for that. Because oh, don't worry. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming. Well, don't worry. Yeah. I do. Oh, don't worry. She, well, she's getting the blame for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got that essay. Thank you very I much. I blame the parents. I, I blame the mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but but it, it well it definitely made it difficult to be able certainly father daughter bonding make, makes it very you can't get in on certain aspects because she just wants what you can't get I'm not in. trying to get in between her and the boob for fuck the I, child and the boob I hear Stick what you're head. saying leave, that's, leave some why, titty for me which is why I think it's a very good idea to have a bottle yeah early. yeah yeah that's true but, That's true. you know, those are people who like breastfeeding, they love it and it's great for them and all. <laughs> I just, just to end this uh, oh. segment, we did start with intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Deirdre, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on Hello Steve, podcast. Don't be sarcastically laughing. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> laughing at your formality. It's the been re- an absolute pleasure. <laughs> it sounded like a show there. It was like, well, it's thank been you for an absolute <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> like news talk isn't it? yeah thank you for coming in it's been in. a pleasure thanks thank for coming, coming in Deirdre. to my garret to yeah, my garret yeah, yeah I'm going to call it the garret I'm going to find out the garret. spelling of that later on um, shout out Deirdre Kane is on tour Deirdre Kane demented is yeah. on tour tell them where you're at with the people of Tullamore Tull- ever buy tickets wakey wakey Tullamore yeah Tullamore I'm sure they all listen to this hotel. podcast <laughs> November if you know 11th. somebody from Tullamore get on to them yeah surely there's somebody November um, 11th Clane is on the 12th West Grove Hotel Clane oh great they're mad in the, in the best those? possible way yeah with did it with Des, Des. yeah yeah okay. brilliant crack uh, then there's Carlo Visual Arts Centre go on uh, Carlo go on Carlo November 18th Courthouse Wicklow 19th lovely well Listole is sold out so I won't bother mentioning Woo! that Source Arts Centre in Thurlis I think that's near Thurlis as well. Castle Bar December the 2nd Sea Church back in Ballycotton Boom. on December the 9th Drogheda Drogheda my hometown your hometown yeah, is that the Crescent's December 16th I'll be, I'll be scared doing that one now the really home, home crowd too many people yeah yeah, yeah. and then there's the, obviously the, the Olympia in January 21st. fantastic the biggie and they're all on Deirdre anyway. net. I'm also going to put the link for intermission that's on YouTube now as well into this Just podcast put the link well. for the Olympia yeah. 21st sorry yeah yeah okay <laughs> you can find intermission on what uh, it's just on YouTube so I watch on, on YouTube. YouTube. I watch you. I watch intermission uh, and spin the ball on YouTube the other day. Put up the link. I might look at it myself. I do, yeah. And uh, yeah, best of luck with the rest of the tour. So we'll have you on again, dear. Thanks dear, very dear, much, if you come Stephen. Into my, thanks into my for having garage. me in. And thanks for and thanks for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, I never on. even mentioned the fact that you're going to New York. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. are you going to do a podcast from New York? Uh, I didn't even think. Oh jeez, I didn't. <laughs> you just made me go. I've got to pack all my podcast gear to go yeah. over. Yeah, I just forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, bring it with you. You could do one with Des. Uh, I'll do one with Des. I could do one with Hannah. I could yeah. do one with all. Yeah, there's loads of comics over there that yeah. I could be doing with you. Yeah, yeah. No, aren't you delighted with me for just as well? Deirdre came in. What would you have to bring? Your laptop and your mic and, and headphones. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like you're saying, yeah, yeah, and the microphones, yeah, and the whole lot. I mean, I would, I might ask um, Des because he's let me stay with him in his. Uh, he won't be around for a lot of it, but I could just use his gear over there. Like he'll have podcast gear there. Hundred percent. Hundred p. You know. Sure, I think they have a little content room. Oh, that's like right. A red building. room. Oh, that's yeah. right. A red room. Like a, a room. They don't <laughs> need to room. hear this that's smut, okay, right? <laughs> Stop now. Peace and love, everyone. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.